your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. That was Sammy Chang's A Time for Everything, and before that was Ash Island by NOYB, and you're listening to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. Welcome to tonight's show. We're going to be talking a little bit about a controversial Chinese noodle dish called Liu Sifen. We're also going to be chatting a little bit about Netflix, who is joining an interesting virtual trend that's been happening in Japan as part of their marketing strategy. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about our favorite Asian karaoke songs in lieu with a birthday that as well at the time of this recording was about to happen for one member of our team. So we're going to kick it off with another song by People One called Love Song and keep looking forward to those discussions with Aaron Celeste, John Paul and myself, Senya, the EP. But in the meantime, Love Song by People One. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation on Sin. The first song was People One's Love Song. After that was Joyce Cheng's First Tear, Last Salute. What a heartbreaking ballad. And of course, Blase's What You Doing? Because some people might be wondering what on earth people are doing by eating this controversial Chinese noodle dish called Liu Sufen. Well, my past me has more to say on that matter. Now, like durian, there is another controversial smelly food that people in China either love or hate, and that is liosifen, or river snail rice noodles. And the reason why we bring this up is because liosifen actually gained attention recently after President Xi Jinping inspected a liosifen production hub in China. Now, for those who don't know what this dish contains, it mainly has rice noodles, which have been put and stewed with stock soup for hours with river snails. Then you put pork or beef bones in it and then some sour pickled bamboo shoots. And the reason why it smells is because of the bamboo shoots. And the smell is so strong that it can actually fill a restaurant and the streets around it. It's a very pungent smell. And it can also include other things like peanuts and bean curd sheets. But Strangely, in November 2019, there was actually a time where a Chinese student in Italy was fined $60 Australian dollars for cooking Yosefin at home because his neighbor called the police suspecting that there was a bioweapon in the house. I feel it's kind of unfair. I'm not sure if there's a rule if you're living in a shared accommodation that you can't cook like smelly foods, but yeah. At the same time, though, that's got to have been like a really smelly dish. Yeah, if yeah, you can feel the restaurant in the street. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it was a few years back, not too long ago, RMIT thought they had a gas leak, but it turns out someone left durian in one of the cupboards and that smell <laughs> oh. just wafted through the air pipes and stuff. So, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. Like, I've seen durian, but I've never really smelled it. Is it really that really? bad? What do people think? It's a bad smell or do you quite enjoy it? A lot of people I've met or like who haven't, don't know what durian is. When they smell it, they think it's the worst thing, like something died. But for some reason, I actually don't mind the smell of durian. I think it's okay. I don't like eating durian compared to people, but yeah. I think it's okay. Has anyone else smelled durian? Oh, yeah, I've smelled durian. Like, when I lived in the Philippines and, like, from a few vague memories from Singapore as well, I've grown up around durian and I don't seem to mind. Though, like, to be honest, it's been a long time since I've smelled durian, so I'm not sure how I take it now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's not as bad as most people who have, like, never come across it. Mm-hmm. I think there was once a time that I came across, like, a 
a roulette of chocolates. And so you either got, you know, a normal chocolate or you got a chocolate with durian in it. But it wasn't much of a roulette because you could smell the durian if you put the chocolate close <laughs> oh, to your nose. <laughs> so you're just like, hey, I'll avoid that one then. <laughs> but Aaron, have you tried it? No. No? Do you sell it where you work or? I don't even know. We do sell it, to be honest. No, it's actually hard to find in major supermarkets. You, you most likely find it in your Asian local supermarkets. Yeah. And that's if they've got money for it because it's super expensive to import. And I think it mostly comes from Thailand because Thailand's one of the biggest um, growers. So we don't yeah. even grow it here, like in Queensland? No, in the it's areas? Just, uh, actually, I don't know if they grow it, but I think it's too hard. It's easier in Thailand because they do like bulk. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many. Yeah. I sometimes see floating around, you know, those tropical fruits like mangoes. There's just too many and not enough people to eat them. And then everyone's I'll like, eat oh, them. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just give them to us. But how about Leosafen? Did anyone think that they would try it if they ever had the chance? I'm no. curious. Oh, Aaron's like, nah. no. <laughs> <laughs> not much of an exotic food trier, Aaron? No, I am. I just don't like well, flying, to be honest, that's my uh, problem. All right, okay. what if we cooked it? <laughs> if we somehow we were able here. to cook it here. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'll have, yeah, I'll have the food here, but I won't fly over somewhere I don't even know of, to be honest. I'm not <laughs> a fan of flying. But how about you, JP? Um, I think you might have to pay me. Why? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you, listen, I'm open to exotic foods, but if it comes to a point where it gets like confused for a bioweapon, like something <laughs> that would violate the Geneva Convention, right? Like then that's where you know I'm I'm a little cautious about it. Pay me, pay me like a few dollars, like ten, twenty, and then yeah, I'll eat it. I'll eat it for you. I wonder if it's crunchy. Do they keep the river snails in it? Crunchy. Have you ever had snails? <laughs> no. Mm. I think we, we went to France, JP and I on a school trip. Yes. We and did. then someone ordered escargot in the hotel lobby, but we didn't try any. I didn't try Those it. snails are different though, because yeah. they're your typical garden snails. The ones in the river are slightly different. So you're meant to eat like the head bit of it, not the oh. body, because the body oh. is its guts and stuff. And I made uh-huh. that mistake. I yeah. ate the whole thing and put it in my oh. mouth. What and was it gets that all like? Mm, if you like the ocean floor. <laughs> oh, right. And it's like just crunchy. You're just like, oh, no. Crunchy? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it it, like the shells and stuff inside the guts and you're just like, oh, oh maybe I'll spit this out. Right. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't. Was the head okay though? Like, did you try it again, but just eating the head or that was enough? To- I don't remember the taste, but it's just like chewy. That's <laughs> as far as I ah. remember. Interesting. Interesting. If you have tried Leosafen and perhaps maybe know a recipe you can share with us, because we were talking a little bit earlier about how it would be a bit hard to find rice noodles that were stewed for hours with river snails here in Australia. But hit us up on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. You just heard Mute by Wanting Chu. Before that was Mimi Hua Yuan by Hana, which was the ending song for the Taiwanese TV drama A Strange Case. And before that was a song by Korean-French singer Spill Tab called Anybody Else. Now, you may have heard of a recent K-drama that has just finished, a very popular one and very critically acclaimed, Vincenzo, and how some people have stirred a little bit of 
debate because of a certain product that was advertised in an episode of the show. But JP is here to take us through what happened. Okay, so recently a K drama series called Vincenzo uh, was completed.、Uh, Celeste, Xenia, I heard that you two know about the show. Do you know what it's about? Could you tell me? I think Celeste might know a bit more because I've only <laughs> really seen it floating on the internet. I've, I've only watched one episode. I'm not as into it, but from what I could gather, this guy—he's a Korean man who ended up living in Italy for a portion of his life—is somehow part of like a mafia thing,、mm-hmm. and then comes back to Korea for something. I don't remember the details, but he's trying to get money from destroying this place, and it's like this whole. Laundering business or something. I don't know.、Uh-huh. The mafia、apparently、business. Good. Yeah, apparently it's good. <laughs> That sounds nice. I'm into mafia stories. That's cool. And the lead actor is Song Joong Ki. That's him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's super famous. If you have watched Descendants of the Sun, he was the main actor in there. Oh, interesting. Big name. Whoa. I still gotta finish that one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. One day. One episode well, a year. <laughs> On the note of Song Joong Ki, apparently. When Vincenzo ended, he actually apologized because there was a bit of Chinese product placement that caused a lot of backlash in Korea. So, in one of the episodes of Vincenzo, they featured a bibimbap. So that's a Korean dish, and the issue that everyone had with it was that it was packaged by a Chinese brand. So Song Joong Ki he apologized for this, and he said, "I quote." I believe that there were many people who were disappointed because of the PPL controversy. With that said, I feel that it is only right for me as the lead actor to apologize. You know, a lot of people are outraged regarding this because, in context of larger politics in general, China has made quite a few claims on numerous different Korean cultural tidbits, such as kimchi, taekwondo, their flag, hanbok, and、uh, more. So,、uh, yeah, this is a pretty charged situation. Anyone have any interesting thoughts on this? Why does China keep doing this? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because <laughs> China has the money to pay for ads and stuff, and、yeah. to like promote their goods and services. But I think <laughs> part of why Korea is mad is because, yeah, China has like tried to lay、like, claim on some of their cultures. If you look at like. Korea, the people and its country—they're so prideful. They're proud of who they are as Koreans, and、mm. the fact that you have a Korean cuisine, bibimbap, and then it's branded by a Chinese brand—like, of course, people would be mad at that. Like, why isn't it a Korean brand? Come on. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm wondering how many people really listen or act on product placement in K dramas, like. Do you watch K drama Celeste and want to go to whatever place that they are no. advertising? No, because eating whenever a lot of dramas that have product placements, they don't do it in a subtle way. They do it in the most obvious way possible. <laughs> like you know, it's a product placement. You know, they're promoting this product, and it's just like I'm not. I can't even afford this. Come on, half the time. <laughs> I guess with the bibimbap situation, that was just like two minute. Bibimbap product, so I suppose we can sort of see it being a bit more affordable. But I don't think many people, when they think of bibimbap, they don't think let's buy a Chinese brand. They would probably buy something from Korean bibimbap yeah, brand. Like yeah, like a Korean will go to a Korean store to buy a Korean product <laughs> because it's to support their nation and stuff.、Mm. But what do you think of product placement in general? Is this annoying or? Sometimes it is. Sometimes I don't care, and 
in the case of that, it was a Chinese brand. I do remember watching True Beauty and they had a Chinese product placement. I thought it was odd, but I didn't think too much about it. And then a week later, there was news articles about netizens being angry that there was Chinese ad stuff within mm-hmm. this drama. And I'm like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can just kind of gloss over it. If it's not crucial to the story, no one really minds. But we don't really see that in anime, do we, JP, Aaron? Oh, and some of the older shows there were. Uh, you've watched Code Geass, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, was there? Wasn't there Pizza Hut, like, pasted everywhere? Yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, was my God. <laughs> Every single episode, there's some sort of Pizza Hut, like, logo, like, on a truck. Because that character, box. was it CC, really liked pizza? Blame C2. Yeah, oh, that's right, C2. Oh, also, whether we knew, also, it did it a couple times as well. What were they advertising? I've seen it, but I don't remember the... The yellow M. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'm not sure whether to say the name, so I'm going to call it the color letter. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I like that. If you have any interesting thoughts about our product placement in general, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, wherever we are. Uh, leave your thoughts. And uh, yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Too early. Too early. <laughs> We just played a row of back-to-back songs from around Asia. The first one was by Julia Peng called Honesty. After that was a song from Korea by Moonbit and her song Bloom. And the last song you heard was BGYO's He's Into Her. And speaking of being into certain things, real or virtual, we're now going to chat a little bit about some interesting choice Netflix made to get into Japan's virtual YouTuber market boom. But Aaron is here to tell us a little bit more on that. Okay, let me just ask a question. We all love YouTubers, right? Well, personally, I haven't seen, I only seen a little bit, but never mind that Netflix has started drawing the party of the YouTube, of the virtual world, or I like to call the VTubers boom world, or whatever you call it. So yeah, Netflix has joined Japan's virtual YouTuber, or VTube boom, with the launch of Enko, an animated sheep human life form to promote its growing anime streaming offering. Enko is performing by a company employee and will be introduced animated shows that will be available on the streaming services. Well, that's up along the line. I just got a question. Why the shape of a human? Why not, man? (laughs) You got beef with sheep? Are most VTubers animals? No, I got nothing against sheep or, well, sheep human or whatever they call themselves (laughs) anyway. I got none of that. But why sheep? That's my thing. And also, why Netflix joining the boom service still anyway, or VTubers? Yeah, I know, right? But are most VTubers, because I'm not too familiar with this kind of area of the internet, are they mainly animals or can they just be like animated characters? Are they typically animated girls? Or VTubers? Yeah. It can be guys as well. From okay. what I've ever seen, it's always an anime girl. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly mostly anime girls, but there are cute anime boys for... Uh, for people that are into that too yeah but yeah i want to be a cute anime (laughs) yeah why not i mean like get a voice changer you know get a boy avatar i don't need a voice change it's fine (laughs) (laughs) we should all just like do a recording but we're all vtubers oh god absolutely terrifying oh but yeah i think it's an interesting um shot or interesting call by netflix what do you think about having a vtuber does that make things more i don't know enticing to people who would want to watch anime on their streaming service well I mean, probably uh, yeah like 
people that watch anime they're into this sort of thing so it's a i think it's a good move on netflix's part to draw in all the anime fans yeah mm. come to netflix <laughs> how about you celeste um i'm just thinking from like a technical point of view because the way youtubers work from what i understand is that they use a face tracker and then they just lay an image on the top mm-hmm. and so if you just through that it saves so much time animating like you don't mm, have yeah. to do much and then animators lose their job whoops never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah i feel like i, I always kind of thought vtubers were more suitable in a live setting are these just gonna be videos sure that's what i was wondering it, or does it not really matter yeah not sure well they're probably I have a feeling they'll be doing a lot of live streaming stuff. Like maybe they'll live stream themselves playing games. And then probably alongside that, you know, using that VTuber avatar to do a lot of advertising uh, for Netflix oh. and such. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably have like a watch party with the VTuber, right? Yeah. They do that. They do that sort of thing as well. They know? do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I guess it does entice that, that certain subgroup of anime fans that like, VTubers. Mm. Um, but I wonder if it'll, <laughs> do you think it'll ever pick up steam here in Australia like it does in Japan? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's it's slowly picking up steam everywhere. Like, I actually mm. have a few artist friends that are doing this sort of thing. Already. Yeah, I know a few yeah. people who are in Australia who would do it already. Yeah. Oh, like on video game streaming platforms or just? Yeah, so they do it through Twitch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh. Oh, okay, maybe I'm just out of the loop. <laughs> no, well, it's it's spreading everywhere. You'll be seeing a lot of a lot of it more soon. You have no idea. <laughs> Man, I had I had a really big feeling something like this would happen a few years ago because I remembered uh, trawling around the internet and seeing this program uh, get released into the world. It was it's the program that a lot of these VTubers use, right? Like facial motion tracking and then using an anime avatar. And like I I had a glimpse of a feeling. Like people would use this for YouTube and stuff, because yeah. like it, on the on the content creators part, it's really good for keeping your privacy, right? Like you don't have to show your face or anything. You're an anime girl, yeah. even if you are like some gross old man. Like you can pretend <laughs> to be an anime girl on the internet. No one will ever know. Yeah. I mean, it's good until it fails, and then oh yeah, the face is revealed. Yeah, for sure. There have been a few cases of that already. They're How fun. does that happen? How does it slip up? It just doesn't. Yeah, if the me- camera just can't pick up your face, like you can't recognize a portion of it at one point. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes your, your they accidentally, gone. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they accidentally set up the stream wrong too and it shows their actual face. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. But is Netflix the only one? Or is there other has made their own? YouTube. Like no, Twitch, a little bit of Twitch. YouTube's a little bit. Uh Crunchyroll is debating if they're gonna do this. Well, no, I'm not oh sure about God. that still. <laughs> I can see it happening already. Are I they see. also animal humans? The no. Ones no. On Twitch? no, I think they're a bit more classy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a demonic girl with a cypher axe thing. With yes. A <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Netflix was just going for the cutesy kind of vibe. I can I'm- see the end already. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out about the sheep. Like, are we going to get a cow next or a dog? Let me like a the whole zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. I just want to see the sea dragon or seahorse, whatever they call it now. Yeah. A seahorse oh, yeah. YouTuber? That's pretty that's pretty unique. I haven't seen anyone. I wonder how they would do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> how do you make a seahorse look human and also appealing? Use Japan. They know how to do this. Don't worry. <laughs> They'll find a way. They'll find a way. <laughs> so, what do you thought on VTubers? You think it'll be interesting to see what it's like on Netflix? Are we going to have a watch party? We will never know until the day it will be released until Netflix streaming service and all that stuff. But in the meantime, you're able to watch anime on there. So, go ahead and do all that. And yeah, leave a comment below in the section and in the doobly doo, whatever the word is called. Yeah, we'll catch you all next time on to the next segment. Whatever that will be. Anyhow, catch you on. This is Sin's Asian Pop Nation, our flagship Asian pop culture and music show. The first song we've just heard was To Be by To Kick Be Wreck, which was a request from one of our listeners, Matthew. Thanks so much again. And after that was Karen Mock's from the film Love Will Tear Us Apart. And the last song we heard was Archie's Funeral by The Chairs. And speaking of the chair or the throne, we're going to be talking a little bit about something surprising, the Japanese toilet brand and what they found in their sales in America last year. Take it away, Celeste. So I don't know about you, but... I don't know how to use a bidet toilet, mostly because I've grown up living in the West. But it's come to a surprise to see that in the US, the sales for bidet toilets have increased rapidly, um, especially since after COVID, I guess, um, when we had the issues of like shortage of toilet paper due to panic buying and stuff like that. But have any of you used a bidet toilet? And how do you use it? Because I just... I've never used them before. I'm curious. Like some have like a buttons, a lot of buttons. There's mm. some that I've seen there. They're like the French. They've got just a separate toilet as a bidet. And they're separate yeah. bidet thing. And then like Ooh. some have just like a hose. And I look at it I'm like, what? <laughs> what oh, yeah, that's, that's in the Philippines. Like we just a hose. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think it differs depending on where you go because there's so many variations of a bidet toilet. Like sometimes they play music. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they're heated, you know, when you sit down, it's nice yeah. and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all in all, it's like the ones that you might see in Japan are the ones that there's like a spray for the front, a spray for the back, and you can kind of tell depending on the button. And then you can also adjust the pressure and then... The direction, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> There's a lot. It's best to just to keep it to one button. But it's interesting that the US has kind of got onto it because I guess running out of toilet paper is always an annoying phenomenon. But uh, <laughs> Aaron, have you, you used one? No. No? But would you ever want to? As an experiment, maybe. Just to try it one day. See how oh, it goes. trust me, it's good. It's a life-changing experience getting a bidet. Like, I swear. But once you try one, it's hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah, basically. We, in the middle of the COVID pandemic, my dad, he actually bought a bidet, like an attachable one to your oh, toilet. So it's a okay. bit it's a bit like a lever, right? Like, depending on how far you push the lever, it adjusts the strength of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're really good. Because, you know, without the bidet, right, you have to wipe like five, six, ten times. But and then it's definitely not clean. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's annoying, right? But once you have the bidet, you clean it and just like one, two swipes, you're done. Clean. And you'll feel fresh. Trust me. The only thing I wish is that it had soapy water, because it's just kind of plain water, isn't it? Uh, I mean that's all you need, right? Just plain water. It's just cold water, right? Like yeah. it's a, a it's surprise. Kind of- <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's well, it control- starts off cold, but then it gets a bit warmer after a couple of seconds, depending um, on the bidet you're using. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's also like, depending on the pressure too, it's kind of like a shock. But if you ha- use it regularly, you kind of like, okay, now yeah, you it's still it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's good, especially because I think in the Philippines and a lot of Southeast Asian countries, it's quite popular to use a bucket. So mm. it's a bit like that, but high end, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but I've heard that bidets, actually, like the ones that you mentioned, JP, aren't that expensive. No, they're cheap. It's like, it's just made of plastic. You get one for like $10, $20. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> and you just attach it to your toilet seat. That's it. It's just a toilet seat. Oh, no, it's not. It's not even a toilet seat, though. It's like, imagine a hose. And then you have like the lever contraption that controls where the water comes out. Like it's not even an actual seat. It's just the bidet contraption itself. Can you carry you... it with you? Like we go to a public toilet. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> oh I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't be helpful because you have to like screw it into like the water system and everything. So you need to bring a wrench in your handbag too. <laughs> yeah. A lot so, of effort. Yeah, not recommended. Yeah, buy a bidet. so yeah now that you've heard our talk about bidets and toilet paper shortages would you consider getting a bidet it's definitely cleaner um yeah it's just cleaner (laughs) let us know on facebook.com forward slash asian pop nation or on twitter and instagram you just heard keshi's beside you before that was bobe's zero percent and before that was dizzy dizzos and gawa arashwans osn's tides now it was actually my birthday over the weekend and i had an incredible karaoke birthday party with heaps of fun but i wanted to kind of bring it here to asian pop nation because sometimes the sometimes our favorite songs don't actually end up being on the playlist so let's hear what the team has to say about some of their favorite asian karaoke songs on the weekend, I'm having a karaoke party because it's my birthday on Mother's Day. And so Yay. it's all kind of awkward to have a birthday on your Mother's Day or a birthday you party. You invite your mom? <laughs> no, she ain't invited. Instead of going out with her on Sunday. I guess it's kind of befitting that your mother's, like mother's Day is on your birthday because I guess your birthday probably would go more towards her. Um, but say, I'm the gift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy. But yeah, going to karaoke, it's going to be heaps of fun. This is the first time I think I did have done karaoke in Australia. But just wanted to ask you guys, because I was thinking of adding some Asian songs, but find that A, the lyrics are in the language or the language with certain characters like Japanese characters Korean characters so I probably couldn't understand it even if I tried using my limited Japanese knowledge but also that um, a lot of it is kind of limited to songs that perhaps I haven't heard of or perhaps aren't as recent but what do you guys find is your go-to karaoke song if you could have them on karaoke there's a there's a song I like called Bakamitai Mm-hmm. Uh, in English, it means, oh, I'm such an idiot. If you search it up on the internet, you're going to find a lot of memes around this song. Because I found this song in a game called Yakuza Zero, probably one of the most absurd video games I've ever played. So oh, you, you know who the Yakuza are, right? Yeah. Like Japanese mm-hmm. mafia. So 
the main character you play, he's this really serious, stern Yakuza type guy, right? But at the same time, you can also bring him to karaoke bars and make him sing <laughs> like the cheesiest songs you'll ever witness. So Bakamitai, it's one of those, it's one of those really sad songs. Like, you know, you're a sad, depressed businessman, you come home, you regret life and everything, and there's a long lost lover that's still in your heart, right? That's the sort of song that you sing, and you can make him sing that. And like halfway through him singing that, like it transitions to this really melodramatic music video of him crying at the bar. Oh man. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to like embody that energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. Because the only karaoke events I've kind of been to are the ones at Filipino parties. And it's oh. the ones with like the, the beaches in the background and the text is yellow. And it's oh, like yeah. a lot of uncles and aunts are singing <laughs> along. The way I picked my karaoke songs for today's show is the ones I'd imagine them singing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like old songs. But Celeste, Aaron, what do you... What are your go-to karaoke songs if you could add them to your playlist? I got a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot. What's the first one that comes to mind? I know there's going to be a broken record a lot, but keep keep mentioning Hiroki Sounders songs a lot, so that's a broken record for me. (laughs) But if I have to choose for him, I have to go with, oh, Jesus, a lot. Uh, I'll say Crystallize, that's it. Why Crystallize? Uh, Oh, that's my bedtime song most of the time anyway. Mm. I wasn't going to sleep with that. But other than that, the reason why, because that's actually got me introduced to his band NZK a lot. But mm. also, I just find it really good and it's sweet as samba. I'm still waiting for the game to be released, but I still like the song a lot. But that's pretty much it, really, for my end. Celeste? A while back, it used to be the song Again by Yui. Mm. And back in the day, they used to have Furigani on the kanji, so I could sing along to it. And now they don't, and I give up halfway because it's such a fast song. If you haven't yeah. heard it, check it out. It's the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood opening, I think it is. Yeah, the first um, one. Yeah, and these days now I just sing along to BTS. But something that really annoys me, and just I think it's Melbourne specifically because I can't go anywhere else for karaoke, is that they don't have the songs that I want. And the songs that I really want to sing is like Nanchun by Sesonyon, Stove by Lucy. And Armadillo by Farming Tiger. And the first two is because I can sing along to it because it's slow enough and I can read the Korean words. Like, like it sounds like I can speak Korean, but like. <laughs> <laughs> and then Farming Tiger song is a hip hop song. It's all in English and I like hip hop. So, yeah, I got to rap along to it. <laughs> I think one that I chose, like I, like I mentioned before, two of them are kind of old. One is. The sukiyaki song <laughs> or oh it's, it's slow you know like um, similar to celeste's reasoning it's probably slow enough to sing along to and the other one is a taiwanese song called yijian mei i'm not sure if any of you have seen the tiktoks that happened quite a while back it was like these you want to Chinese... give us a preview of the sound like ah <laughs> uh, it's like um i can't remember how it goes Less that I can't remember how it goes and more that I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> but there is a... Is that, the one, 
That girl's like, sure, whoop, yo. One from the, like, the monk that's in the snow or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a bold yeah. dude, and he's, like, singing, yeah. And then there was a lot of TikToks where there was these Chinese sort of young adults. They were going to their parents, and they were, like, showing them the first line of the chorus. And then they just, like, started singing it because everyone oh, really? seemed to know the song. It's quite old. It's from the 1980s. So, yeah, I just thought that'd be another fun one. The other two um, are kind of like Kyan by Queen B, who is also kind of, it's just a, a fun song if I knew how to sing it. It's just really, it's got lots of highs and lows. It's like a I rock didn't know song. Queen B was in the karaoke list in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I think there is. I think I saw Kyan on it, but it's more that I can't sing it. So I'd love to <laughs> be able to because um, it's a bit fast for me. And also, she sings really high. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then the other one's like a fun one. It's I'll buy you juice. And there's a lot of it seems like a good sing-along song with everyone. Yeah. But oh, I just thought of another really yes. nice karaoke song. Xenia, we're in the we're in the same like kind of Japanese class, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember uh chicken rice? Chicken rice. Yeah, no. the song about chicken rice. It was it was a Christmas song. And the story of the song, like in the lyrics, is about this guy. And I think I my Japanese isn't really good, but from what I could glean from the lyrics, is about this really sad dude who was always kind of a bit lonely in Christmas. And especially because of the fact that a lot of the time his family, they couldn't afford to buy big turkeys or anything for Christmas. So all he had was chicken rice. So the whole song was lamenting about him, like, you know, uh, chicken rice is all I have, but I guess this is what I'll do for Christmas. And then at the end of the song, he finally gets to eat turkey, right? But then he looks at it and he realizes it's so big that he can't finish it. So he's like, you know, maybe chicken rice was good. (laughs) I don't remember this. You don't remember? Oh, man. It's it's a really nice song. Yeah. Add it to the list. Add it to the playlist. (laughs) Yes, yes, please. It's so good. Yeah, so we'd love to hear your karaoke songs as well. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search us up at Asian Pop Nation. And perhaps we could add it to our K-pop, J-pop, C-pop playlists for karaoke someday. We'll start a petition, get Melbourne karaoke places to add the songs that we want. And also hopefully get them in Romaji. <laughs> yes, Furigana, please. Like, yeah. just, just add it to the top. It's not hard. Yeah, precisely. But yeah, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for listening here to Asian Pop Nation on Sin. If you miss any of our discussions tonight, you can check the podcast that we upload every week of the show. So you can find that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send us requests for any songs you want us to play here on the show by finding us on Asian Pop Nation. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also let us know your thoughts about the show there as well. But thanks so much for listening to myself, Aaron, Celeste, and JP. Next week, we're going to be back with some more awesome discussions. So be sure to stay tuned again at 8pm on Tuesday nights here on Sin. Thanks again. This is Senya signing off.